the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober with Alex and Lisa. Season three is sponsored by IPHM, an accreditation board for holistic therapists and training providers around the world. I'm Alex, one half of the Sober Experiment. And I'm Lisa, the other half. Morning again. <laughs> Good morning. Don't I always have like just a little head on the screen? I need to sort my angles out. <laughs> you know what? I've had to actually had to move my computer like way back because otherwise you've just got like boom, my big face. Well, at least it's better than having half a head like I have or just a head, like a little floating head above the screen here. <laughs> I think I had breakfast in my mouth. <laughs> Was it nice the second time round? Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> so we've had a busy week, haven't we? I'm shattered, Lisa. I'm absolutely exhausted. I know you have actually had a really busy week. You've said we, but I've not really been as busy as you this week. You have been everywhere. If nobody knows Alexandria Walker by now, then where have you been? <laughs> I, I love the fact that you just gave me my full name because yesterday when I went on the news, and I know this is not going to be yesterday when you're hearing this, it's COA week at the moment, so this will go out in a few weeks, but yesterday in real time, I was on the news, on Euro News, and she said, Morning, Alexandra. And I said, let me just stop you. <laughs> it's got an I in it. Alexandria, can you please make sure the spelling? That has been the story of my life, hasn't it? Yeah, but you know what? I don't think you use your full name enough because it's a beautiful name, like Alexandria. It's it's just, it's different. Like, I'm really also sorry if there's any Alexandras listening. That's beautiful too. But I just think yours is more beautiful because <laughs> it's the ear. It's nice. But yeah, it's a, been a bit of a bane for you, hasn't it? It's my, my Beth has the same because it's Bethany with an IE at I the did. end. Yeah. I instantly judge if people have it with a Y. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> if people write hers with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it gets me every time and I've been doing it for years and I think that's why I dropped it because when I was little, I used to insist that everybody called me Alexandria for years. And I think I just got worn down by the Alexandra lovers. <laughs> oh, no, it's so lovely. Do you remember when we did um, that coaching course and we got our certificates at the end and then he said to you, oh, what a lovely name. And oh, I yeah. just thought, I remember thinking, it does look more special on a certificate than like <laughs> so funny. Lisa. <laughs> that's like, mum, what were you thinking? <laughs> but you see, I'm jealous of your surname. Because Ellsworth is a beautiful name. I know it's not your birth name, but it no, is a beautiful I actually, name. Yeah, but I deserve this last name, right? Because <laughs> I always want to call you Elsie now, though. No, my I, I grew up. My original birth name was Marshall, right? Which is all right. It's just like a a normal a, so I know your name. <laughs> then my mum remarried, right? And oh, I can't even believe it. She married somebody called Lupton. Right. I don't see what's wrong with oh, that name. Don't, don't, I don't like it. I've got anxiety thinking about it and I know why. Yeah, we won't talk I, about it if you don't want to. It's the nickname. No, but I became Lisa Lupton. And then this girl who I've still never forgiven once called me Lippy Lupton, right? And <laughs> I didn't it traumatised me. 
it tra- I still have trauma about it. Like I remember, I remember where I was sat. I remember, like I was in the dining area at primary school, and it affected me that much. I can clearly remember everything about it, and I was so upset, and I hated that name. And then there was like a tea that was called Lipton tea, so everyone used to get it mixed up and call me like Lipton, <sighs> which then reminded me of the Lippy Lupton, and it was just so traumatizing. <laughs> anyway, when I'm married, got married. What, what, I might have done it just for his last name because it was so lovely anyway then we got divorced and I kept it because I couldn't bear to go back to anything else well it's a lovely name and that's one nice thing he's done for you so thanks <laughs> yeah thanks for your name mate and for and three other things of course because you're beautiful children as well <laughs> yeah now we've all got the same name so that's nice yeah and then but my, at least it's better than what I got, cook. I mean, don't get me wrong, respect to the cooks. Oh, well, what, who's speaking? Siri wants to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, respect to the cooks with an E. There was the other thing, Yeah. Cook. So I was Alexandra, cook without an E. So I was always going, it's Alexandria and it's cook with an E. Constantly, yeah. constantly, constantly. But that got changed to something really creative. I became Cookie Monster. I mean, you don't get much better than that, do you? That was just proper creative. I wouldn't like that. And well, you don't like Lippy Lup, Tennessee. But oh, that's awful. It. Stop saying it. I'll stop saying it. Anyway, let's move on to today because that's a really weird conversation. We've just got <laughs> nothing to do with being sober, all about names. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to say something. I feel like I've now got to put my makeup on this week. Because yeah, I've, I've noticed you're a bit done up. Yeah, well, the thing is, right, I did my interview on... Is it in case you get recognised in the street? Well, this is it, you know. <laughs> no, but on Monday night, I did my makeup for the COAs, Understanding COAs in Isolation through Nicole with Kerry Walker, which we decided last night we might be related via our husbands because they're both from Birmingham. Another story. Oh. Yeah, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? I don't think yeah. we are. Um, and then... Um, I did the morning show, so I thought, well, I can't go on TV without a bit of lipstick on. But now I thought, well, I can't under, underdo myself for my own podcast with my bestie. So, yeah, lots of effort going in. It'll you know what? Never, ever excuse yourself for putting makeup on and dressing up. Like, it's always oh, all I'm right. not dressed up. I'm in a stripy T-shirt and joggers. <laughs> but anyway, today's guest. yes. Our so lovely Dawn. Yeah, Dawn Connolly, which is there is an unusual surname because we thought she was Connolly for ages and she's Connolly with an M in. Dawn oh, Connolly. yeah. Well, that, I didn't know that. Isn't that I will beautiful? be doing artwork immediately. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dawn Connolly. It's a lovely name, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. Um, and yeah, she's the sober fish and has a huge following across social media. Um, the Sober Fish Followers Society, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, let I don't that wow did not come across right. I did actually mean wow. Why as in I'm so worried that you know when we did the sober sessions with Dawn, like yeah. I did not spell her name like that on our artwork. No, I'm, you did, because I corrected it then as well. Well, you could have told me. Well, no, I didn't actually change it. I told you to change it and you definitely did change it. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, you were probably That's busy doing three hundred things. That's a noticed. I corrected it then as well. Thanks, miss. <laughs> You're welcome, patroniser. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was you being the patronising teacher. You can't fire that back. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I didn't point it out, did I? Mm, yeah, someone did. <laughs> yeah, you just then. 
<laughs> Look at that. Oh, that's gone. Get Dawn on. Come on, save us, All Dawn. Right, let's bring her in. She's coming in. Weird this because we're bringing her in actually live now. We're not even stopping or pausing like we normally do. <laughs> so she knows. She does know. I've actually told her that she's good. There you go. Hi, Dawn. Hey. Hey. Good morning. So we've just experimented with you. We just want you to know we've experimented on bringing you in without pausing and hoping that you unmuted, which you have. I was muted and I had no video either. <laughs> so I had to Well, you have both. now. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. This is really strange because um, do you remember when I said about being on here? And I think it was November. Yeah. Maybe maybe actually October, and whoever I was messaging, I think it was Alex. No, it was me. It was, oh, was it you? Yeah. And, and you said, "Oh, the date's in February, but don't worry about it." And it's February. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's like gone really quickly to that point." It actually hasn't. We've we've forgotten just how quick it's gone because we've had guests on the last couple of weeks and we've had to be dropping the messages going, saying, are you still up for it? Are you still okay? Because <laughs> it's been that long. And we didn't realise just how far in advance we were doing it, but it's gone majorly quick, really quick. Yeah. Because every day is the same, isn't it? And you're like famous now. You're on like the news and everything. Well, it's like, we've just been talking about this. We're like, if you don't know who Alex is now, then where have you been? <laughs> I found like, that fascinating. Um, well, just the, st- the statistics and just the, yeah. the whole subject. I mean, just scary, isn't it? Really she actually scary. got it wrong. She said one million children, over a million children. It's it's more, it's closer to three million children. It's 2.6 to be precise. Yeah. I should be next to you when you're on the news, giving you nudges for this. When she introduced it, she said over one million people, one million children in the UK. And I was thinking, oh, do I go straight in and start being arrogant and say, actually, it's 2.6, better not. Um, but yeah, it was... It, it was a really nice experience and it thankfully for my first one on the news it was they didn't ask me anything personal you know like about my yeah. own story because I'm not there yet like news wise I can talk about it on podcasts because only people who want to know about me will listen but if you're on the news and you start telling it it's it's there isn't it then yeah She's done to look there. like a newsreader, Dawn. Like, <laughs> I actually think she's made, like, Alex was brought up, like, doing on the stage, wasn't you, anyway? Yeah. So she absolutely, and I know how much, like, she'll be excited. Everybody else would be shitting themselves, where Alex gets quite excited. But even Beth said, you, you look like you should be on the news. Yeah, like a natural. You were a yeah. natural. I was, I was actually nervous, though, because when I came off, well, I don't know if I was nervous or excited or a bit of both, but when I came off, I was actually shaking. But the last question that she asked me really threw me because she said, uh, what support is out there for the parents? Now, in my Be Sober heart, I can answer that. No problem. Yeah, come on, come over here. There's a huge sober community over here. But in my Nicola heart, of course, I can't endorse anyone, not even Be Sober. So I was really out of my comfort zone. It threw me massively. Um, they didn't prepare me for that at all. So it was quite mean. Me and Joe were like saying, just say be sober and say it were nerves. <laughs> like, <"Be sober."> <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I won't do that. But no, you, 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 I think you did really well. And it, I think it's really important. I think it's something that's forgotten, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody's so, so just like dealing with their own little bubble that you're not really thinking. I hadn't really thought outside the box, actually, until I read or saw your, your, um, 
your interview and I was just kind of like God I hadn't even thought about that because I'm just, I think we've all gone so insular haven't we yeah. we're just all thinking so small and for some people this is just horrendous it really is you know like and I did say this on a different interview this week and I talk about this all the time my family upbringing I wasn't abused I wasn't I, I saw violence but I wasn't abused in any way and actually my family loved me very very much and I loved them but still to have been if this was now this had been my childhood and lockdown it would have been awful it, it would have been actually awful there'd have been nowhere to go you wouldn't have been able to see the, the trusted adults that you can speak to you'd have been literally watching the process of the first glass of wine being poured to annihilation it would have been horrific and there are this if they've actually worked out there's over ten thousand children now with no one they're not speaking to anyone they've got no teachers they've got no family they've got no friends they're too embarrassed to talk about it and based on the research over ten thousand alone stuck in houses with alcoholic or alcohol dependent families it must be terrifying and and like i say i was lucky my family loved me and I was looked after and I was still dressed properly and I, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but I still had what I needed, my basic needs. Some of these children are providing the basic needs. You know what, as well, it'll be thinking about it. It'll be brand new to some children, this, because of the effects that lockdown has had on people. You know, there's so many that didn't even have alcohol issues maybe before lockdown but now do so it'd be like a brand new experience to some so they wouldn't even be aware of where to go or how to get help or or even you know it just must be really really like you say awful and then from our training lisa we got the flip side of that as well dawn whereas people might stop drinking in lockdown which we know has happened because you've no doubt had an increase in people joining your membership i know we have you know so you've got people stopping drinking that changes the roles as well because a child that has formerly been you know kind of cooking dinners or looking after a sibling or whatever now suddenly the parents back with it and doing all that and they're like oh what hang on a minute what's happened to me where's my role (laughs) and that impacts them as well but I was also thinking um, about people, uh, yeah, about children who are just, I mean, I say just, but just in a, a household where parents are drinking what they believe is normally. Yeah. You know, not being alcohol dependent. So you're saying statistics of alcohol dependent parents, but yeah. there's also parents out there, of course, who are thinking that their drinking is perfectly normal seven days a week starting at two o'clock. You know, and and that's the problem as well is because the children are then watching that and thinking that's normal. Yeah. Whereas before they might not have seen their parents drinking, particularly because they go to bed, you know, they put the kids to bed and then do the drinking. But because it's become so normalised to drink at home because we're not going anywhere else. I think it's a whole nother ticking time bomb. You know, for us as kids, you know, we, I, I knew my parents drank, but it was kind of not in my eye line. You know, we would go to bed and then they'd drink or we would go to bed and then they'd go out and drink. There yeah. wasn't this kind of sitting around getting drunk with your kids culture. Yeah. And so, you know, that's going to be another thing because all of these children are watching all of the time, aren't they? Yeah, and, and they'll grow up believing that that is normal, as you've just said, you know, and that's that's where you get to. And that's what caused, when I look back, that is what allowed me to drink because my normal was seeing, not, not every day by any means, but 
seeing a lot of drunken behaviours, seeing drinking in the house, seeing drinking be acceptable around me. And then, of course, feeling, well, I'm not as bad as my dad. So I, I can drink more because I'm not, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not like my dad was. So then, of course, you've got this benchmark that has already been set as normal. It's, it's scary. It's really, really scary. And but I think we all use that benchmark, don't we? Yeah. Throughout our whole life. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not that bad. So therefore, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I really looked at people because I knew I was bad. But I, because I wasn't physically dependent on alcohol, that was my, well, I'm not physically dependent on it. I can yeah. do a week without it, but then not taking into account the amount that I then drank in a two-day session, which was equivalent to what somebody had drunk every day of the week. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at some of your tweets now that you are reposting from years back. And I I'm just thinking, Dawn, oh my God. It's like, oh yeah, nothing, nothing the world can't handle without a gallon of wine. But they're not jokes, are they? No, no. Oh, what, what, what I'm that I'm reposting. Yeah, that you're reposting. Going you through my to. Twitter feed from like year two thousand. Not that I had one. No, I'm no, not that bad my yet. Memories, my memories are coming up, and I'm just making myself look a complete dick. Did you see the one the other day about the antibiotics? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, happened. Tell me. Oh, it said something like, "It's amazing how because some people had said some nice things about me." It's amazing how a few nice words, a large glass of red, when you're on, on antibiotics, in brackets, it's okay. I was literally like, <laughs> kill me now. I was a dish. But I, I mean, I, there was there was always that thing, wasn't there? You had antibiotics and there was two versions. One you could drink on. Yeah. One you couldn't. You know, why did they even say that? Why, why, why would you even suggest that? Because the alcohol wipes out the, and although you can drink on it, it wipes out the effects of the antibiotic, doesn't it? Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay. I'll just crack on. And I was also laughing because I was like, large glass. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, there was me in one large glass of red. That meant bottle. Yeah. <laughs> It is funny though, because I used to actually ask the doctor, can you drink on these? Yeah. Can you drink on these? Like there was only one you really can't drink on. And I found that out the really hard way. And it's it's um metronidazole, it's called. And after, you're not supposed to drink for 72 hours afterwards. So I didn't drink while I was on it. I thought, oh, like two days later, I thought, well, 72 hours, that just must be a random arbitrary number, 72 hours. I'll be all right. I've been one. And I did only have one glass of wine and I was vomiting for two days. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's apparently, you know, really, it'd be good if like all medicines made you do that and then maybe it'd put you off. How many times though would you hold off taking things yeah. to make yourself better right just because you wanted to drink at the weekend i like, forgot about that you would wouldn't you drink all weekend and start taking them on yeah, monday like you'd be really poorly actually really sick and think oh i'm not taking them till monday like yeah. what the hell were we thinking <laughs> i uh, yeah i don't know and and so yeah some of the some of the things that that pop up in memories i'm just literally like because I think the thing is, when you're drinking, it's such it's such a focus, isn't it? That's all you talk about. That's yeah. all I talk about. Yeah. Like I've got photos like that come up on my memories of gin and why, you know, I was one of those people that now I have to flick past because I'm literally like, <laughs> I, I find the whole um, showing what you're drinking and eating, although I am guilty of that sometimes, but the whole showing what you're drinking when you're drinking poison 
really bizarre now. Yeah. Holding it up and going, I, and I always say about, imagine it was a syringe of heroin. Yeah. Would you be on a Friday night going, look at my shot that I'm just going about to shoot up and then I'm going to go to oblivion until tomorrow. You wouldn't do it. You'd look a real weirdo to do that. But every weekend people are like ching ching and showing like Valentine's Day was back. There were so many pink was everywhere, wasn't in, it? Pink bottles of um, Prosecco. People like, oh, look what, you know, because I've got this real yeah. thing as well. I won't buy alcohol for people. No, I, I, as far I'm, as I'm concerned, the alcohol industry had enough of my money that I'm done with that. But on the second phase of it was I don't want to give poison to the people that I love. Yeah. I find it really odd now to think that I was buying bottles of this stuff for people who have potentially got an issue with it. So I just, yeah, the whole thing's just really quite strange, isn't it? Until you're yeah. out the other side. Because when you're in it, you think it's perfectly normal. Because oh it is, God, unfortunately. I would go on holiday, right? There'd be this beautiful view. <laughs> and I would position my glass like this. I'd get down with my camera, take a picture of this beautiful glass. like, And I would literally, I think I read it somewhere about, you give alcohol all the credit. You know, like you've booked the flight, you're in a beautiful country. Hopefully you're with lovely people, but yet you give all this credit to this glass and the sun and it's just ridiculous. We're actually, it's mad. Do you know my husband's nickname? Because I was talking the other day about, um, you know, just things we used to do. And one of my tricks was he's a foodie and I was a drinker and he never really bothered. He'd have a drink, but just so that I didn't feel left out and so he could get on the same level as me because otherwise I was a nightmare wanting to put YouTube on and dance around the front room he said if I didn't drink to witness the sight that you thought was sexy then I would have left you (laughs) (laughs) so I used to go out and buy him like four cans of lager a load of chocolate crisps or order him a takeaway just so that he didn't pick me up on my drinking anyway he we were talking the other night and saying about how I was a bit of a nightmare and he's so glad I don't drink and I was like can you imagine now if I just said to you right go out and get me some wine he was like you think that I'd give you your psycho fuel you must be joking he said I would actually there's no way I said was I really that bad he said you were an absolute nightmare he said you'd start off you'd be fine I'd see your eyes going I think here she comes the freaking beast is here like and I'd just be horrible horrible I can't I I don't know what made me think I was having a nice time is my point what kind of drunk were you Dawn cried a lot (laughs) did you I I wasn't I wasn't a dancer um it always makes me laugh when people talk about sober dancing because I wasn't a junk dancer either I, I have no interest in dancing at any point so I didn't do that but I was my friends used to count the number of glasses of wine to know how close I was to an absolute meltdown and it it could be anything in fact I had not a lot to cry about to be fair like when I look back at it I remember people saying what are you crying about just being like I have no idea it just used to make me really emotional um, and you know they used to count that, so I was all right, like on glass one, two, and three. But after that, the emotions kicked in, and I was also, um, you know, I'm quite good with words. I quite like texting when I was pissed, and oh, gosh, and that that was my that was one of the reasons that I gave up because I couldn't stand um, not not being able to remember what I'd written, and I would write paragraphs 
And then when we had the old Nokia phones, I used to believe that if I deleted them, not not, not that I believed that if I deleted yeah. them, they'd be deleted from the person receiving them. But I, because I couldn't see them, I'd be like, oh, they've gone. And then the next day I'd end up getting responses and have to try and guess what I'd text to provoke the response that I'd got. So the whole thing was exhausting. And then, and also like that coming round and thinking, oh God, I had no idea what happened. I have no idea, but I've got a feeling something bad happened. And, you know, and the phone would start bleeping and I was too scared to look at it. I mean, I would spend four or five hours on a Saturday refusing to look at my phone because I was scared of what what was going to be on there. And I just thought, this is ridiculous. I'm an adult woman doing something to myself. I'm not entirely sure for what purpose, which makes me do things that are not me to people that I, you know, nowadays I wouldn't touch with a barge pole, you know, generally men, it wasn't particularly women that I, uh, I would be upset with, but I have had arguments with friends or conversations with friends that I could not remember. My only saving grace was that I didn't go on Facebook when I was pissed only because I've got, I had another friend who used to do the whole Facebook piss thing. And I was like the police for her. So I'd see it and be like, you need to get that off. You know, looking at the time, be like, yeah, you were pissed when you wrote that, get it off. So luckily, I didn't do anything particularly publicly. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was just a, a nightmare texter and cried a lot. You were a deleter, weren't you, Lisa? But a deleter of photos. So Lisa would wake up and see all the photos, delete them, and then they didn't happen. Now, obviously, like you said, you know they happened, but they're gone. Whereas I saved everything. Because there's something seriously not quite right about me. Alex has the best before and after pictures because she literally... But I think the difference was, like, the day after, Alex didn't really have, like, the anxiety or the, oh, my God, what have I done? Whereas for me, it massively, massively affected me. I was like you, Dawn. I, I couldn't even turn my phone over the next day because I was dreading what would be on it. And then the pictures and the... Oh, yeah, I was awful. really lucky. I don't know how I managed to avoid the pictures so much. You've got some good ones, though. You have got some uh, good ones. Oh, my God. The the, 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 the before one. Um, <laughs> but it, it, because I was so overweight, I avoided being in photos. So the reason that before photo became so prominent was because we were in fancy dress. So obviously people had taken photos. Um, but before that, I mean, I, at my 40th, I've only got, there's only one clear photo, which is horrendous. And the rest are all really blurry or I'm not in them because I was deliberately avoiding being in them because of my weight. And that was another reason why I gave up because I, I was like, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm avoiding being in photos, which you know, if you're that bad that you're avoiding a memory of it, then you need to yeah. get rid as well. So there was lots of different reasons why why I came to the, the decision to give up because I was just being a douche, really. Oh. So you didn't actually give up with the attention of giving up forever, did you? No, I gave, I gave up for a year Um I mean, I, I, you know, I was a party animal. I was, you know, up there. I was always the first person at a party, always the last person to leave. I had no children. I had no partner. I had no responsibilities. I had no one saying, you've had enough. No one saying, it's time to go home. 
And I do think that that was part of the problem. You know, if I'd had responsibilities, but then I was hanging out with people that did have responsibilities and they were still up with me. Do you know what I mean? So whether it would have made a massive difference, although I wouldn't have been good at coping the next day with kids at all. I, you well, know, I wasn't. I would just lie around and I, I was always sick. So I'd be sick all day. So who knows what would have happened if I'd lived a different life. But um, the hangovers were becoming worse. And I'm not a liar, but I, I started to make stuff up that I was busy on a Saturday night because I knew the Friday night would be so bad that I wouldn't be able to go out Saturday night. And so rather than admitting that my hangover was lasting all day and onto the evening, I'd say I was busy yeah. so that I wouldn't have to do anything. Um, and then this article just popped up in my newsfeed. I hadn't Googled sober. I hadn't thought about sober or maybe Facebook knew I, I did, but this article popped up and it was before and after photos, which is ironic because that's kind of the way that my blog went, yeah. not intentionally. And um, these people had given up alcohol for a year and I was literally like, oh my God. I mean, I don't normally look at articles that pop up in my newsfeed either. It was really, really weird. And I looked at it and they just looked amazing. And I, I didn't think I looked like shit. I thought I looked perfectly all right, which obviously looking at the photos, I didn't. But it was their skin, their eyes, and they'd lost weight. And for me, the weight was the biggest issue because I was the heaviest I've ever been. When I weighed in six weeks after I'd um, become sober, yeah, I was shocked. I was like two stone heavier than I thought I was. Um, and something had to be done. And I was also a smoker and I only smoked when I drank. Like I could go a week without a cigarette, but the minute I had a glass of wine, I had a packet of 20 fags and I'd just, I'd drink the wine and smoke the fags. So I knew that by giving up alcohol, it would help on the weight front. And I knew that giving up alcohol would help on the cigarette front. Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought, why not? I just thought, you know, if I invest a year of my life, actually, is it that long really in the grand scheme of things? Um, I, I knew I could do dry January because I'd done that every year and the 1st of February was a write-off. So I knew it had to be longer than that. And I also knew to lose weight, it would take longer um, than just a month or just three months. And that, so I just thought I'm going to do a year. And once I'd decided that, I then started telling people um, but I tended to tell people when I was pissed. So people weren't realizing. <laughs> and I'd set the target of, of New Year's Eve to do Sober for 2017, which was the original name of my blog. Um, and some people ask me, was that a, you know, was that a good thing to set a date? Because my belief now is if you're thinking about it, just do it, don't wait. But And I can't answer the question as to why I decided to wait because I, I saw the article, I think, in August 2016. Um, but then things got taken out of my hands because um, I, I got really ill in the November. I got flu um, and I was literally wiped out and I didn't smoke and I didn't drink. I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I mean, I was delirious. I was in here with a million other people. Like it was just a most awful illness. And I, so I didn't smoke and drink for two weeks and we were coming up to Christmas then. So it was like mid December and I had to make the decision. Do I pick up the drink and the fags for two weeks until the 31st of December? Or do I, go with the fact that I'm two weeks clean of both things. Like, I, it, you know, it's just a bit ridiculous to think of picking up a cigarette when you've done two weeks without. 
So I decided to carry on and, and that's how my date became the 27th of November. So by the time I got to the, the 1st of January, I already had six weeks in the bag. But at that point, I started to think, oh, God, what have I done? A year is a really long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because I've technically done the equivalent of dry January and now I'm going into January. Um, but January was good because other people then jumped on board. So I yeah. wasn't on my own. So that got me through January. So then I was steaming towards three months. And by then I was doing the blog and I joined Club Soda. So I was, you know, in touch with different people. So that it kind of snowballed from there, really. And by the time I got to six months, I decided I was never going back. So it was. I was just going to ask that as a question. When did you decide you were never going back? So it was six months. And what was it that kind of made you think, that's it, I'm done? It Was it mental health, physical health? Oh, God, just everything. Well, I'd lost a lot of weight. I think I'd lost probably about three and a half stone by then. I hadn't smoked. So I'd achieved what I wanted to achieve. But by then, sobriety had become so much more about uh, than about what size I was and that I was a non-smoker and a non-drinker. Um, you know, the blog just went crazy. So I had a real focus um, and my writing became really popular. So that was really great. Um, and the blog was called Sober for 2017. And so I suddenly thought I have to make a decision because if I'm writing for 2017 and I intend to take it further, it needs to change. And for me, it was that point that I, uh, because I had to say to the world, I'm not going to drink again. And so I changed the name of it, which was a faff on Facebook as everything is. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't remember what happened. I don't think it worked properly or something happened. And it was like, well, maybe I'm making the wrong decision. And then it came up <laughs> and it successfully changed the name. And I was like, fuck, what have I, oh, sorry. What have I done? I've now deliberately said to the world, I'm not going to drink again. And it's really scary because you suddenly think, but what if I, what if I fancy one? And, uh, or what, what am I going to do? You know, like the, what am I going to do at Christmas? What am I going to do on birthdays? And so for a while, I was a little bit uneasy because I was just like, mm, yeah, I'm not sure I've done the right thing here. But it cemented it for me. And everything that I've done since I've got sober is by telling other people has cemented the journey going forward. So it's good. I think it's that. amazing. Can we talk about the name Sober Fish just briefly? There might not be anything <laughs> behind it, but I've invented so many stories about where that's come from. So would you get? <laughs> well, it, uh, so I was called fish at school because of fish wife and because I had a big gob and because I was so loud. So my friends named me. And so th then I was just known as the fish. Um, and then I, I don't, I can't remember the whole sober fish part of it. It was just because I was the fish and I became sober. But then everybody <laughs> thought it was because you drink like a fish. That's and what I thought it was. Like a fish. Which I thought, oh my God, I'm cleverer than I thought because there was nothing to do with that. <laughs> That's what I no. thought it was. Yeah, no, all, all the size of my mouth. <laughs> oh, I actually love the fact that you've just gone back to a nickname because the beginning of this podcast, which you weren't even part of, was about school nicknames. So we've we've done full, full circle by accident. Oh, amazing. Yeah, we are. <laughs> genius. We're cleverer than we thought. <laughs> so tell us about the Sober Fish Society because that then obviously came from your sobriety and your blog. Yeah. Um, so I had a full time job. And I was doing the blog and the blog was only ever supposed to be, 
I just imagined it was going to track my weight loss. And because I'd seen these before and after photos, what I wanted, it was really nothing to do with alcohol particularly. It was more that I was pissed off at being so fat. And so I wanted to show, I had this vision that on the 31st of December, I'd be there in a dress, New Year's Eve, glass of Prosecco in my hand, by a clock. I don't know whose clock or where I was supposed to be, but the <laughs> clock would go to midnight and I'd put the drink down and that would be my before photo. That was, that was always the plan. Um, and then when that obviously didn't happen, the before photo ends up being a fancy dress photo. Um, so then I just wanted to take photos, but, but I was so embarrassed of myself that I wasn't taking selfies and stuff. So the photos kind of went out the window and the writing kind of took over and the writing became the cathartic part of it because it, it was kind of like whatever I was feeling, if I put it into my phone and then put it out there. And then there was other people that felt the same. Um, and then I started getting messages from people saying, I feel the same as you. I Because I don't identify myself as an alcoholic because I wasn't physically dependent. But I, I had a problem with alcohol and I would continue to have a problem with alcohol if I picked it up tomorrow. So um, because I kind of came out in that respect, I then started getting messages from people saying, well, I don't think I'm an alcoholic but I drink too much, but I, you know, I did a stupid thing at the weekend. Um, I've really upset my husband. I've really upset my children. So I realized that I was kind of attracting people who weren't at that end of the spectrum or that end of the spectrum is kind of middle ground, which I guess is gray area drinking now. And, um, and then I opened the blog was always public, but it doesn't travel very far on its own. And so I started sharing my work on other people's sites, you know, like Club Soda, who were really kind and let me do that. And, and then from there, I was attracting more and more people. So it kind of got bigger. And, and then I started not struggling as such, but doing a full-time job and then managing the blog. It was just taking up all of my time. And so I, I had to think of some way to monetize to allow me the time to give to people because I, because I was getting so many messages. I was literally like responding to messages all of the time. And you feel guilty if you don't respond to messages because you know how desperate people are, but you've also got a life and you've also got family and you've also, well, when we were allowed to see people, you know, you've got other stuff going on and it kind of got to the point that if I left the blog for an hour, I had so many messages when I came back, I was then spending two hours trying to catch up. Anyway, you know, the the drill, So I had to think of a way to monetize it. And the one thing that created a problem for my followers was that because the page was public, if they said things, everybody could see it. Yeah. Um, And but another glitch of Facebook is that once you've decided to go down that route, which I needed to share my message, you can't go back. So you can't make it a private group after it's been public. So I used to get complaints from people saying, wow, your group's not private. And I thought, well, actually, maybe I need to offer another product for, you know, you've got the blog, which is public. You know, I'm not responsible for anything you write on there, but if you want to join a private group, then you can. Um, And this is quite amusing because I naively thought that loads of the free people would come to the private group. I I literally thought they'd be bang up for that. (laughs) They weren't. Um, So, you know, it's all been a learning curve. I've never done this shit before. I didn't know, like, I didn't know that this is what happened with blogs and 
you know, I didn't know how to manage a group. But then once you start doing things, you realise that you've learned a lot of skills being sober that actually, you know, from being part of groups like Club Soda, I'd learned how to respond to people in a way that possibly drunk me would have drunk me would have been like, ah, oh, shut up, you know, move on, meh, meh, meh. like probably not be very empathetic. But I kind of learned that people need empathy and people need someone that understands and that actually I was more understanding than I gave myself credit for. And also I had something which other people wanted and other people wanted to know how the party animal who stayed up all night could stay sober in a world that was so obsessed with alcohol. So... Yeah, so I set up FFS, which is the Fish Followers Society, and then um, that was all fine and ticking away. And then I, uh, then JJ wrote to me, JJ Bailey, um, actually on my third anniversary when I was in Vietnam, and she said, "Do you fancy doing something together?" And it's funny, isn't it? Because I guess you get lots of requests, but there's, you get lots of requests from people, and there's some people that you just go yes to without thinking. Yeah, and I just went, yeah. And, you know, I didn't know her. I mean, I knew of her, we'd met, but I didn't know anything really. But there was something inside that was like, oh my God, this is it. And um, from that, we've set up Sober Challenges, which we've now been running. Uh, we started in January. Well, actually, that's a lie. We did a tester in December 2019. Um, and then our official one started January last year. And we're now... Challenge 24 starts on Saturday. I actually saw that you've got um, another challenge coming up because you do that quite frequently, don't you? You run these challenges within your group yeah. and, and people jump on board. And what's what's that like? Do you get a big uptake of those? or? Um, so the reason why you probably see them quite a lot is because, again, these weren't planned. We we, they, we made them up in our heads. We were like, why don't we just do this? Why don't we? So the first one was 21 days, 21 pounds, and if you were successful, you got your money back. And we kind of looked back at that going, what were we doing? <laughs> you know, we're basically working for free. Um, but it gave us the confidence to go forward with it. And so what we do now is we do them in blocks of 25. So if they do a 25-day challenge, on day 26, we set up another challenge that those people can either come on or new people come on. So it's a bit like, um, you know, it's a, it's a rolling thing. And again, if lockdown hadn't happened, I would question whether we'd be, because we haven't had a break, as I'm sure you guys haven't. You know, we've had no holiday. We've had no day off. We've just been working the whole way through. And our messenger threads are 24-hour threads. So, you know, obviously we sleep. But, um, you know, we, we've just kept it going because it's been necessary. You know, it's been a lifeline, as I know your group has as well. And I mean, at the beginning of lockdown, I had a massive dip where people did start drinking again. Yeah. Then people came back and were like, oh, my God, I don't know what I was doing. You know, I just lost it for a while there, but I'm back. Then we had another dip. So it kind of dips at the beginning of these lockdowns and then it picks back up again. Um, but our success rate on the last round was 85%. So we were really, really chuffed with that. Yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, when you consider that people who go through AA, the success rate is about 5%, isn't it? I know, <laughs> when you think about that. But, you know, we believe that it's very collective and we're very into energy and that the, the group holds itself together. And it's, it's totally worked for us and we will continue for as long as it's a success. 
you know, just we're just taking it each challenge as, as it comes, really. Obviously, we will go on holiday at some point. Oh. I don't know when. Don't know when. when or how. We yeah, say that. What are we going to do? You know, we say the same thing. Like, thankfully, there are three of us and we can kind of jump in each other's shoes. But you're also massively involved in William Porter's group as well, though, aren't you? I didn't even realise this till the other day, but you, oh. you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a moderator over there. Only because I said to him, I'm on my, I'm on my phone all the time. You know, having gone from being scared of it, now it just doesn't leave my side. (laughs) But I'm always just looking around. And again, you know, I suppose from what I've just said, you know, I kind of, I kind of look at posts and and think, oh, I don't know about that. Or, well, I think that's okay. And so I've kind of taught myself to moderate, I guess. And I just said to him, if you need a hand. Um, Yeah, which is always interesting. (laughs) <laughs> I love that group. It just makes me laugh. Your your posts are fantastic. Always really inspiring. Oh, thank you. And Williams just honestly, I've <laughs> never ever known anybody. He just does not take any shit, does he? He's <laughs> just like, it yeah, is. you feel like that because you're drunk. That's it. There's no there's no explanation in between. Stop looking round. You've not got a disease. You've drunk alcohol. You've drunk poison. What do you expect? And he's like, <laughs> read the book are out <laughs> I, know, I know I know and I'm thinking oh my god I thought I was the bluntest person, person in Britain but no there he is but you know what that's what I like about it is there yeah. you know I get a lot of stick because I'm say black and white you know I, I it, for me it's are you putting your all into it right let's go let's do it and that will work for some people and it won't work for others and I think that's one of the things you learn in these groups and I will always be learning because I take everything so personally I always think oh god it's me I've done something but it's you know people's journeys take them in different directions and and not everybody that comes through my door is going to like my way same with same with William Porter you know if you get an answer but he doesn't seem to what I like about him is he doesn't seem to piss anybody off he he never does does he like he can be as blunt as anything but no one ever goes oh that was a bit harsh I think it's because there's zero emotion on it though there's zero he never sort of says you're making me feel he just goes like it's poison if you drink it you're going to be ill you're going to get addicted read the book or get out the group (laughs) (laughs) have you watched any of his Friday Night Lives yeah 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 oh my god I mean we're on this Friday with him oh is it you yeah Yeah, I I, I, I missed what he said right at the end oh my god I mean, Friday nights at eight o'clock have never been so good. Again, so so grateful for lockdown because I'm literally like, I'm busy at eight. My <laughs> mum used to invite me around for dinner. I'd be like, I need to be home for eight because I've got to watch it. <laughs> but it's just the comments and stuff. And last week was an absolute classic because... I kind of wait for him to smile and it because it doesn't happen very often and you know when it does that he knows that he said something that has come out and he didn't expect it to come out that way <laughs> and then the comments start it's just absolutely amazing oh it's good I'll be watching this Friday do you remember the one well I know you will it's stupid where he was silent for yes. a, a 40 minutes I your comments Dawn I was on there watching as well and your comments were classic but then reading other people's of saying oh he's really nice to look at look what a handsome guy he is <laughs> he was getting literally crushed on just for being silent and speaking and it was the funniest thing the perfect it was, it was, part, wasn't it <laughs> huh 
Is that not the perfect man, though? Yeah, <laughs> shop, <laughs> shop and look nice. Yeah. The thing, the thing was, though, we were all messaging him, and because he was so focused, like, he obviously <laughs> didn't even look at his phone or anything, and we were all just like... William, and wasn't that the one that he'd actually put his real name on there as well, in the corner? In the corner, we had Sam. So I'm messaging him going, not only are you stupid, like you're mute, and now you've put your real name on there, and for 45 minutes, (laughs) you're not responding to anything. And and of course, people are like, why is that name in the corner? What's that name? And it's just like, oh God, this is just horrendous. It was And then, but so excited to see what happened. And then he just went, Oh, doesn't look as though you've been able to hear me. I'll do it It was the way he did that that made it so brilliant because he didn't actually care. He just smiled and went, oh, yeah, what an idiot. I'll do it tomorrow. He's not by anything, is he? I just think. But that's because he doesn't have a voice in his head, I reckon. I do. Do you know about that, Don? <laughs> no. He doesn't. He doesn't have a voice. Think, but that's not the word. He doesn't think with a voice. Having a conversation in our head, he doesn't hear conversations in his head. Really? Ask him. Ask Ask him about about it. it. So weird. (laughs) I'm like, well, how do you think? If you can't, if you can't like hear it, how do you think? I don't get it. He said, I just have thoughts. I just think things, and then I do them. And I was like, but you've not got any debate. Or like, I've got thousands of people in here. Oh, me too. Me too. (laughs) He doesn't have it. He doesn't have an inner voice. And ask him. And I I actually did some research because I'm a bit of a science geek myself. I did some research afterwards, right? And not that I'm calling William a science geek, but he is. I went on, and it's a real thing. There's a percentage of the population that actually don't have an inner voice. And he's one of them. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was only saying yesterday, you know, there's certain things I do every day, like going for a walk every day, just to shut that voice up, you know, just to shut it up. Because otherwise it goes on all day long and I just can't bear it. So I just do all my stuff in the morning so that I can have a nice day. But maybe it's an imagination thing. That's what what I thought. (laughs) I just wonder if he's more literal, like, because we all... I believe that we have this voice in our head, but it's not like we're here. Like, you can hear it, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, but no, I'm literal, and I still have a voice that goes, should we do this or should we do that? I still have a voice. He yeah, does not I think have he's one. expecting a voice like mine and your voice. No, he isn't. Honestly, he isn't. I've messaged him about this. I, he does not have any... He doesn't even hear his own voice. Well, I don't know how he thinks. He must just speak what... what comes out of his mouth he's a robot he's an actual robot he clearly does because my Dom said he smiles <laughs> he clearly does just speak what he thinks because like Dawn said occasionally a little smile pops up and he's like oh, oh it's the that. smile like last week yeah there was something I can't remember what he said last week something about not rewarding yourself by putting something in your mouth and then he went <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally guffawing. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe he just said that. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because he's just talking and you can't you can't do anything. It's a bit like, I don't know if you belong, but um, Clubhouse. Do you know about, have you heard about Clubhouse? I know about Clubhouse. We've not set it up yet though. Yeah. Are you not on, are you not on there? I'll send you oh, an yeah, invite. Clubhouse. Send you an invite. And uh, it's it's amazing. But when you go into a room there, they say hello to you, but you, you're powerless. You can't say anything. <laughs> and it's a bit like that on his lives. It's like, because you can absolutely belly laugh and he, he, he knows nothing, does he? <laughs> you're like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. No, it's true. Clubhouse, one of our ambassadors wanted to set it up, Lisa. Oh, it's really easy, but it's great. It's great. 
We'll need to have a look at it. Invite us, Dawn. Invite us. Yeah, no, I will. Yeah, we'll have a look. Definitely. I need your yeah. phone numbers, actually. So send me send me one or two phone numbers because you have, have you got iPhone? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's iPhone only, but you need phone numbers. So we'll yeah, get that across. Oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Quite like being part of a clubhouse. I don't know. See what I mean? There's something wrong with me. If you, if you haven't got enough to do, it's just another fantastic distraction. Oh, brilliant. It fills up yeah. the last few hours that you thought you had to yourself. That's what it basically does. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I'm not. You'll find things to do with it and we'll have a whole new vein of something going on now. It is a whole new vein. It oh, is no, I a don't whole know whether I'm vein. ready yet then. You are. Tell us, uh, I know we're kind of coming towards the end of the time, but tell us about your walks because they fascinate me because you do a live. Is, is, do you still do that every morning into your group alive? I do. I do, yeah. Um, so I got into walking. Um, I think it, I'd been six months sober. Um, I lost a friend and I decided to do 10,000 steps a day in her memory, but not for charity, just for my own my own um, satisfaction. And, um, and it was May and it was nice weather and I was like walking to work and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed it. And so I joined something called Race at Your Pace, which is where you can set yourself um, a certain amount of miles per month. And so then I'd divvy it up and I knew how many miles I'd have to do each day. So I, I think I picked 200 miles, which was the maximum, which is roughly seven miles a day, I think. Oh. And if you, basically, if you lie there going, I can't be asked, it's raining, you're then going to have to divvy up that seven miles over another period of time. Do you see what I mean? So yeah, it yeah. got me out of bed because I was like, I don't want to be doing 14 miles at the weekend or an extra mile a day because I do it all before work. So I just have about enough time to, to do, I, I think, six miles now. I do, I, I do sometimes. I don't know. Lockdown's kind of changed things a bit because of work and all the rest of it. Um so I did race at your pace for three months and then it, the habit was just there. So yeah, I walk every day. Um, I do a minimum of four to five miles and I do six to seven miles if I'm not working. And if I go to the beach and it's a nice day and it's not pissing down the rain or freezing cold. Um, <laughs> but it's just basically kept my weight in check because I didn't do that much exercise before. And I just find it great for my mind because I'm always so busy. I know everybody says they're busy, but you know, sometimes you just need to take yourself away from the computer, away from the phone, away from my members, away from like everyone. And I got into listening to Audible and podcasts. I never listened to podcasts before. So yeah, just basically finding something. So I kind I like the thought that I'm listening to something that's teaching me something at the same yeah. time as getting exercise. So by the time I sit at my desk, I'm like wise and fit <laughs> and you actually now use it to go in and do a live in the group as well yeah so i i tried doing lives like sitting like this i oh i just can't bear it like i've done a couple of lives on my facebook page on my own like sitting like this and you're like looking at your eyes and looking at your hair and looking at the fact I've still got my washing hang up and you know just just it, it's just really distracting talking to yourself and some of the first lives that I did, I did just on my phone walking. And I remember people were saying, oh, can't you just sit still? And, you know, I can't watch you when you're walking around. And I just thought, so, so then you take it personally, don't you? Going, oh, I better not do that. But then I was like, 
that's where I'm comfortable and I'm yeah. not thinking about what I look like. I mean, I do these lives every day. I've had no shower, haven't washed my hair, look like shit. This morning I realised that my moisturiser in the rain was dripping off my face <laughs> in white globules down my, down my coat. So I was like, oh my God, maybe that's been happening for like four years. And I've never realised that it's dripping white. I'm melting. <laughs> melting. And I just basically, it just depends. I, I don't think about what I'm going to say. I just talk about my day. And if I get inspired by something or, you know, they're not always inspirational. They're just really just a little hello. And then there'll be the occasional wise moment. Um, but a lot of people take a lot from it. A lot of people go for their walks whilst watching me yeah. or, you know, it will inspire, uh, inspire a lot of people to get moving because I, ju I just say it's only bloody water, you know, you're only going to yeah. get wet and they're getting dry bits. Amazing, isn't it? Shower <laughs> and, you know, I just it's love that bit. Right. It's walking in any weather can be all right. It can be quite enjoyable if you're warm enough, if you've got the right clothing on. I know that sounds obvious, but like when I'm out and about and I see people and I think, oh, if you just had thermals on, you'd be so much more relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've spent a lot of money now on proper coats. Yeah. Which for the last four years, I haven't had a proper coat. I've just been bloody freezing. Oh. So, and this morning I was thinking, mm, this coat really is windproof. <laughs> I was fine in the bloody bit and everything else was like absolutely drenched, dripping, you know. But I was like, yeah, it really is windproof. Um, but you're, you're totally right. But then that's another thing that's changed is my whole wardrobe and stuff. Like I hated trainers. Now I'm like, you know, I need decent trainers to walk in. I don't wear thermals. Or, I, I just wear leggings and I wear old tops. So as like this top will eventually be something I walk in. So I kind of recycle that yeah. when it's had its day normally, then I, then I wear it. So I don't spend money on that, but definitely a good coat, definitely good footwear, good hats, gloves, but yeah, you know, and just always, I, I'll go out with the gloves and then be like, oh, I'm too hot or with the hat, I'm too hot. Yeah. And, you know, it's just as long as you take stuff off. Slowly but, getting undressed as you walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're totally right. But I will walk further when I'm dressed properly. Like if it's a nice spring day that's not too hot, not too cold, I can walk for miles. But if yeah. I'm too hot or too cold, I'm just like, yeah. I just get it done because I, it's good for me. It's good for my health. And I, I just know that it's something I have to do every day. You know, when I hear something like this, I want to do it straight away, right? And I'm itching. I just knew it. I can see it. Look at the rocking. I'm rocking. I'm itching, thinking, my walk worked long enough this morning. I've got a real good audio right at the moment. And I'm ready. I'm like, you're just going to see me going. Away. <laughs> do you know what, Dawn? Honestly, she's the most fidgety person in the world. And when somebody suggests something she doesn't like, she thought you can see her changing. <laughs> Oh, forget that. And when somebody suggests something she does like, she's up and you can see, and I just looked across and I thought, she wants to go for a She's walk. raring to go. I could see you do you need something good to listen to. When I first started, yeah. have you heard of S-Town? The podcast no. S-Town. Oh my God. That'll keep you going. Um, <laughs> so when I first got into podcasts, I was listening to things that were a series. So you'd listen to the first episode. You'd go, I'm going out for half an hour. I'll be back in half an hour. And you'd listen to the first episode and then you'd go, I'll just watch, watch one more. It's like, it's like the binging of the audio world. And I would walk for like 14, 15 miles going, I'll just listen to one more. I'll just listen to one more. So I love getting something like that that just encourages yeah. you to keep moving. 
One of our members said that S Town, I've got it written down. One of our members said that that she'd gone out and she'd had she'd been listening to a book that was quite deep and heavy, and she just said, "Oh, I couldn't listen to it. I'd had enough." So I thought, "I'll just give you a podcast to go." She said, and six hours later, I was still working. I'm like, "Yes, we've definitely cracked it." (laughs) I mean, I do do that. I I must admit, your podcast I've only started listening to recently, and I don't really know why. I don't know. I don't know what. So I've got loads, but I love that when you've got loads of material to listen to because then it would just oh I'll just listen to another one you know alcohol um the alcohol free pods I've just yeah. binged all of those and now they're not doing another one for I think they're doing it in spring and I'm like come on so I like Aww. to keep a bank of them now you do that don't you Lisa Lisa makes us it's, it's never me that takes the break on the podcast and Lisa says let's just take a break give people a rest they'll want to hear more they'll look forward to it so I, I really think they're going to enjoy listening to this I was really excited about this because I remember on the sober sessions when you came on the sober sessions back it, that was a while ago now back in the summer it was summer wasn't it yeah but it was like you were such a breath of fresh air and you've got such kind of a direct but positive way about you. So we were both really excited to get you on our own podcast. It, I can't believe it's been so long. Oh, I can't believe we haven't I done know. And I we've know. done nothing. Well, we have. We've done stuff, but we've not actually done anything. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, ch- we've changed a lot of lives. That's what we've done yeah, from the comfort of our own homes. <laughs> Uh, see, I'm. This is where I don't get things, and I've just had five voices going. What does she mean? We've done nothing. Like, what would William do in that situation? He'd just go, "Yeah, we've we just we've done things." You can't think about that. <laughs> so, now I'm going to be thinking that when I have my thoughts, I'm going to get. So he thinks nothing like this. It, yeah. Honestly, Dawn, it took me about a week. A week after we'd spoken about it, every time I had a thought and I was consciously aware of it, I thought, "What would William do now?" And then I realised I was getting obsessed with what William would do like what would Will- so I asked him <laughs> so I started to ask it honestly ask that him, could ask be his next him. book what yeah. what, <laughs> what, what, what would thinking. do no just what would William do well I suppose you've got to be a pretty um what's the word unique person to write the books like he does yeah without having a medical background yeah and being so uh what's the word influential because when you when you you know you think somebody's gone to university for a long time to write a book like that, but Alex is that, like that. Yeah, me. Like that, yeah, like me. Then the nicks everything. You no, know, to be fair to him, honestly, and I am my degree is in science. That is my degree. You can't find, and I will be dead straight. You cannot find fault in what William says in his book. I've read them, and I. No. And I've read them and I've picked them apart. And it is factual, it is accurate. He knows his stuff without having yeah. to do a degree, yeah. <laughs> in that, in that. Because <laughs> yeah. he's a bit, he's an intelligent man, isn't he? He's clearly an intelligent man who doesn't have thoughts. We're back there. Just <laughs> <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Oh, God. It, honestly, don't it open a can of worms? Like, oh, I'm going to be Googling it straight after this. There's, there's yeah. an article. I bet you come across the article about it. And, you know, if I find it, I'll try and share it because there is more than William, which is fascinating. Yeah. Somebody on your friends list that will say, oh, I'm like that. And you'd be like, that's weird. I know my mum always says about when you think of, um, what is it she says? When you think of words you think of colours. So, and it is a thing. So if you think, I don't know, if, I don't know, think of computer, she'll think of a colour. 
Really? It's yeah. so and weird, isn't I it? I know. But until you start speaking about it, you don't realise that other people have got it. Like, for example, like, for example, days of the week. If I said to you Monday, what, what do you think of a colour? Uh, no, I, I, that's, that's really I see good. The, I, I think, saw the word Monday. Oh, you see, I think red. Tuesday really? green, Wednesday yellow, Thursday brown, Friday black. So no, I, that is weird. Right. <laughs> what, what have you just started? When you asked William about this, right, he honestly only realised that other people do have thoughts when we found out he didn't. <laughs> Ask him, honestly, it was on a live. Was it on the sober sessions, Lisa? Yeah, I think so. It was on a live and we asked, we just went about thoughts and he went, I don't get that. And we were like, what? What do you mean? He's like, no, no, I didn't even know you lot would get that. It's the same as that. Like, why do you have colours with Dave? <laughs> I don't know. But, but I can think of it, you know, that's, that's a, an example. Um, so some people, so if you look it up, it, I can't remember what the word is for it, but it's got a word that you attach a colour to a word. Wow. There you go, mind-blowing. You don't have imaginations. Like a friend of mine says she can see things like, so, you know, if you're doing a meditation and they say, imagine you're by, sat on a beach and the sea's in I front can't of do the that. And the, well, you can't see that. <laughs> no, I can't see, see that. that. You, like, could you imagine yourself at a beach? No, I but see me like, uh, uh, sat there. I, I, I come from up here. So, like, when I do that... I look down at me on a beach, so I can't get in my own body. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, not a bad thing, actually. You probably yeah, have you think. <laughs> I've done a couple of um, shamanic meditations, which are very interesting. Have you done those, Lisa? I, I have done a shamanic one, yeah. I, can't even I, I, I did too, and it's like, uh, you know, and you're... Yeah, the sun's coming. You're in you're in a woods, and the sun's coming through the trees. The thing is, is that when you're thinking about that, everybody in the room is obviously thinking a different kind of scene. Yeah. And then they say to you, um, as you go, you might see an animal, and that's your spirit animal. And I'm like, oh, this is a lady. Oh, see, I just this had a squirrel going. I had a squirrel, but I'm not in it. <laughs> I saw a squirrel, but I am not in there. I'm not in the woods. I'm floating up here looking at me and squirrels. I swear to God. Well, I, I had a snake and it was it was curled up. It was a green snake and it was curled up. And then it had, you know, like that kind of arrow-shaped head. That's yeah. a really poisonous snake, I think, isn't it? But it wouldn't look at me. Would not look at me. I was trying to look at it. It wouldn't look at me. Anyway, we go through the whole thing and then we finish at the end. And she goes, oh, what did you see? And people are like, oh, I saw a eagle flying. And I'm like, oh, I get a fucking snake. And oh, I, saw a snake <laughs> I saw a panther. And then someone else was like, oh, I had a panther. And that, that went in, that came into my, and I was like, this is just like a load of rubbish. And they said to anybody else. And I went, well, I saw a snake. I had a snake and it wouldn't look at me. <laughs> and everyone in the room like went, you had a snake. This was like quite early on in my journey, probably in my first year. And they were like, you had the snake. And I was like, yeah, but it wouldn't look at me. And they were like, stop being so obsessed that it wouldn't look at you. <laughs> Basically, the snake is the serpent, which is the shedding of skin. It's the most powerful it's animal that you can have. Yeah. And the reason why it wouldn't look at me um, was because... I wasn't willing to look at myself. It's the mirror. Oh, oh wow. So I had like the most powerful thing in the room. 
Well, you know what? I feel really shitty now because I had a squirrel. I saw a squirrel. Maybe we weren't that involved then. Like I saw the beautiful sun come through the trees and I could see the leaves and then it was just a little squirrel that went past like... <laughs> no, 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 but look it up because it will mean something. And as yeah, it on snake, she ate it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I, no, honestly, <laughs> we could have a whole new podcast, a whole new podcast on just what thoughts are. I think we should definitely do one. It's amazing. What <laughs> colour, what colour, and what colour, it, it could be called What Colour Is Monday? Honestly, yeah. I, I, I'm like... I, yeah, that is that is amazing. That the colours. I wonder where that comes from. I, I'm going to make a word up for it anyway. It's like chromophonics. <laughs> <laughs> They're Latin words, aren't they? They'll do. I'll have a look afterwards. God, we're going to be messaging, messaging today with all these different things. I want to go walk and find out what my squirrel means. So <laughs> tell me what your squirrel means afterwards and I'll send on our numbers so that we can get oh, yeah, all well sorted. All right, well, sorted. So lovely. Yeah, it has. Please, will you let us know what William says about his, his thoughts? Just so you can... I don't have an answer for that. Oh, there's anything else I can help with. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said he doesn't have an answer for that. Is there something else that he could help with? You can't make that up, can you? <laughs> Oh, so he's tried getting in on this conversation. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> right. oh. Um, oh, I can't wait to speak to you. Oh, stop it now. I'm going. Right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Dawn. Honestly, it's been Thank an absolute you. pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we no, have. No, I really have. I was looking forward to catching up with you, so it's been great. Oh, thanks so much, and we'll speak to you again soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.